0: Hello and welcome to AdTech Today, a Smoto podcast led by women from various roles in the ad tech industry. Joining me today is Julie Xiao, manager of sales engineering at Smoto based in our Singapore office. Julie, how long have you been with Smoto now?
1: Hi Angie, thanks for having me this time for the podcast. I have been working at Smoto for more than three years
0: now. Okay, so you've been with Smotto a while now. Um, during that time, you've worked with a lot of people in the industry, but especially publishers, right?
1: Uh, yes, yes, exactly. You know like Smoto is an ad exchange platform. so I have the luck to work both with the supply side publisher and demand side publisher and get the exposure from both sides. But in APAC team, we have the, we have the habit to rotate every half a year. So for this year, I will be focused on the supply side technology support. And therefore, I have been working with a lot of publishers in the APEC regions. For example, clients from China, or Japan, or Southeast Asia, or even some other countries like Australia and New Zealand.
0: Oh, nice. Um, I didn't actually know that you guys rotated, so that's really cool. Um, In a previous episode, we were actually talking with Delin, the GM of our APAC region, um, and we were talking about reaching audiences outside of China, um, but still within APAC. So I think this conversation today will be a really good continuation of the topic of ad tech in the APAC region. Um, But let's start with some of the basics then. Um, What type of mobile apps are the most popular in APAC? So is it gaming or news apps or social media? Um, And can you compare the popularity of those types of apps in APAC versus, let's say, EMEA or U.S. markets? Uh, yes,
1: definitely. Um, from my experience in SMARTO for the three years, I can see the industry, actually the industry trend is changing very fast. At the beginning, it was utility apps, which are the most popular apps in the APAC regions among the publishers. But for now, more and more publishers are moving towards game applications.
0: Um, Can you clarify for some of our newer audiences what you mean by utility apps?
1: Yeah, utility apps is like, because in the APAC region, Android phones are still the majority of the devices in the mobile market. So the utility apps usually refer to those like phone cleaners, screen launchers, or the security guard inside the Android phones.
0: Okay, well, I think it's a lot more exciting now for publishers or advertisers um, now that popularity seems to be increasing with gaming apps as opposed to utility apps. Yes, exactly. So what about the popularity of certain ad units or ad formats? Um, I've heard that native ads are particularly popular in APAC, um, whereas in EMEA or um, the U.S., there seems to be less demand for that. Is that true from your experience?
1: Yes, actually, it's a very interesting finding because in APAC region, we start hear the feedback from our clients regarding the popularity of native ads a few years ago. But it seems like uh, at that time, the native format is not a news, it's not a popular thing in email region. And in this year, it's become more and more popular. Uh, it's, be- it's mainly because the user experience of the native ads are better compared to all of the other ads in the view of our APAC publishers. And in addition, there is another special ad format, Splash ad. It is also popular.
0: Can you explain what Splash ads are? I feel like that format is specific to the APAC market, right?
1: Yes, it's a full screen ad which appears when the user open an application, uh, which means this, applica- uh, this placement can easily achieve very high CPMs because it is the first ad that the user will always see and it has better performance than normal full screen or interstitial ads. And years ago, this format only exists in China, but now we are seeing more and more publishers from other regions of APAC start
0: uh, working on this format. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, And so you mentioned that native and splash ads tend to have better viewability and performance. Um, viewability is just one of those topics where even within Europe or within the U.S., there still seems to be some slight differences in opinion on which standard of view- viewability measurement to use going forward. Um, so for instance, moat or open measurement, what's the general opinion on this in APAC?
1: Um so um in fact it is same as email and US APEC market. Actually we also follow the MRC definition of availability and for SMARTO APEC team, we have been working to promote and share our information and knowledge about the viability measurement to our publishers since last year. We have integrated mote SDK into our own SDK, and for this year, we also integrate OM SDK and certified by IAB. We're seeing more and more of our partners are using our own SDK to create a measurable environment.
0: So do you feel like open measurement is a standard that's well-received in the APAC region?
1: Uh, yes, yes, definitely. We can see a, a lot of... Players in the industry are trying to emphasize more and more on the viewability, and Open Measurement SDK is definitely the most optimized choice for a lot of publishers because it support IAS measurement is support mode is support double verified. They only need to integrate one SDK, then they can get the most popular measurement SDK inside. And also if they choose model, they only in to need to integrate
0: model, then everything is done on their end. Right. And especially with our next gen SDK, I think it makes a lot of sense for publishers. Um, and I mean, we've talked about different types of apps We've talked about ad units and viewability, Um, but another really impactful topic that I'm curious to see how the APAC market feels about is transparency, Um, because between GDPR, TCF, COPA, CCPA, and all those other uh, privacy-related acronyms, there's kind of a lot to keep up with, and uh, especially the fact that most of those are originating outside of APAC. How do advertisers and publishers in the region keep up?
1: Oh yeah, they cares a lot about the transparency and privacy, and they also cares a lot about whether they are compliant with most of the relevant regulations and laws. And nowadays, they are cautious about the permission that they get, they require from their users, and also the security of the monetization SDK that they integrate. Because, um, in fact, for the past two. De- Two years. There are several incidents happened in APAC markets regarding the security or the privacy and also all the regulations. However, the language and distance can be a challenges to them to get a full understanding about the implementation and the compliance of all the privacy related stuff. And that's why SmartO as a company which has our global office in Europe. Europe and United States, we work very hard to share our knowledge about all those items to our APAC publishers and help them to get a better understanding about the whole thing.
0: Okay. So do you feel like there are a lot of questions from APAC publishers that you work with? Because Like you said, there's kind of a distance there, and some of these regulations are coming from Europe or the U.S., so there might even be a language barrier, or simply the distance might be making it difficult to keep track of new changes to these standards um, and regulations. Do you feel like there are a lot of questions that you're getting from publishers in the region on these topics?
1: Yes, I do feel there are a lot of questions and it usually depends on the company's experience with the ad tech industry. We have some clients who is very experienced in the industry and they usually have a dedicated team to handle all the stuff. That is fine. But for some of our clients who are coming from, for example, China, Japan, Korea, usually they are so used to their own uh to their own market then they're not very clear about the global requirement. And in that part it is quite important for Smart to help them get a better understanding about the uh, privacy and the transparency.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important that we have teams that Uh, bridge the gap, and translate documentation if necessary. But it does seem like it would be helpful if the industry as a whole could make the information accessible in all languages so that other markets can become compliant as soon as they need to. Um, But what about some other industry norms or trends? Um, In Europe and the U.S., for example, header bidding is becoming a more and more prevalent topic. So what is the adoption of in-app header bidding looking like in APAC?
1: Um, a lot of publishers in APAC actually are also evaluating and examining examine the in-app header reading solution. They're trying to understand the technology behind, and they're also trying to understand whether it can bring them more money. And in um, for the client that we have, some of them, interestingly, they built their own platform and they already connected to the demand partners and other tiders and hold. auction by themselves this is something very similar to head reading and we also have some other clients who are not so familiar with all those kind of technology and prefer to use a header-reading solution from third-party companies, for example, Smarto. That's why I'm also very happy that Smarto recently launched our own SDK, including an in-app header-reading solution, because I believe it is a beneficial product to both ourselves
0: and our clients. It's interesting to hear that publishers and APAC have already started experimenting on their own by building their own solutions for header bidding um that's really interesting to me but seeing more and more header bidding solutions being introduced to the market it will be it'll be good learnings for us to hear about the publisher feedback in that regard Um, in terms of adoption of industry trends in general how responsive or reactive are app developers in apac
1: it depends on the impact The app developers will always evaluate the priority of the new trend based on the revenue opportunity.
0: Okay, so if they, for instance, feel like there's something such as header bidding, which could present a lot of revenue opportunity potentially, then you'd feel that they're generally pretty responsive and quick to adopt? Yes. Okay. Um, What about challenges that advertisers or publishers are facing in APAC that might be unique compared to the rest of the world?
1: Um, I think it was mentioned in our earlier discussion as the United States is still the biggest digital advertising market globally and most of the big players and big demand partners are there so it is quite important for our advertisers and publishers to keep up with the changes happening there usually whenever there is new regulations new standards or new technologies happens it's always coming from United States and EMEA. Therefore, it's very important for those international ad exchange or ad tech players to take the responsibility to spread the information and to educate the local players to achieve the most optimized yield.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's really important that platforms or service providers out there are doing their part to try to bridge that gap as much as they can. Um, But basically, to sum it up, we've talked about a lot of different topics today and kind of made a comparison between the APAC markets' attitudes and opinions versus the rest of the world. But it sounds like apart from maybe the ad units or ad formats, there really are a lot of similarities in terms of adoption of viewability measurement, in terms of the significance of privacy and transparency regulations, um, and maybe APAC might even be a bit more responsive or more quick to adopt uh, certain industry trends when they provide a good revenue opportunity. So would you say that you feel in general that the APAC market is similar to EMEA and U.S., or do you feel like it's still very distinct and very unique?
1: It definitely has its similarity because we are in the same industry and we follow the same general standard like the programmatic, OpenRTB, or uh, some other standard. But if we take take a look into the details, each region, each country may have their own preference, their own technology, or their own realization on a certain topic. In this market, so it's uh so it is quite important for us model. Firstly, we need to have a clear understanding about the glo- global global landscape but we also need to have a clear understanding about the demand in each countries of the apac market
0: yeah that's another interesting topic and maybe we can do another podcast episode on that um, basically how do the different countries within the apac region differ on the different topics that we've talked about today because i'm sure china is quite unique compared to some of the other countries in southeast asia for example right yes Okay. Well, I think that sums it up for us today. So thank you very much, Julie, for joining us and for sharing some of your insights. And hopefully, I mean, I know I've been saying this for a while, but hopefully we can meet up finally in Singapore soon. Yes. Thank you, Angie. Yeah. Hopefully we can meet up soon. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and please follow us on Spotify. We'll see you for the next episode. Bye.